Chapter Five of No Quarter. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. No Quarter by Thomas Maine Reed. Chapter Five Waiting and Watching. Following with alacrity sabrina was soon again by the side of her sister but just then no further speech passed between them not that both were silent on the crest of the ridge treeless and overgrown with gorse hector had run foul of a donkey and after a short chase was holding it at bay with his barks were mingled cries of encouragement from his mistress, laughter and patting of her hands. As she hounded him on, possibly had the forester, Neddy's owner, come up at that moment, he might not have shown the politeness for which Sabrina had given his fellows credit. But the young lady meant no harm, not much the mastiff, if he had there was little danger of his doing it the creature whose ancestry came from mesopotamia being able to take care of itself the demonstrations of the dog an overfed good-natured brute looked as if being made either for his own amusement or that of his young mistress while the donkey on the defence with teeth and heels seemed equally to enjoy the fun the elder sister standing apart had neither eyes nor ears for this bit of hoydenish play if a thought it was the fear of giving offence to the ass's owner should that individual unluckily come along as no one came, however, she left Vaga to her vagaries and stood intently gazing upon the landscape spread before her. A far and varied view she commanded from that elevated spot, first a deep, wide valley below, turning away to the right, with a tiny stream trickling adown it, and a straggling village the houses standing apart along its banks dry brook but not as the dry brook of to-day showing tall brick chimneys the monoliths of our own modern time with their plumes of grey black smoke cinder-strewn roads running from one to the other and patches of bare pasture between then it was embowered almost buried in trees here and there only a spot of whitewashed walls or a quaint lead window seen through the thick foliage beyond village and stream rose another ridge with a gradual ascent up to the wilderness and still farther off so far as to be just visible stretched a wide expanse of low-lying champagne country the valley of the severn 
once the sound of a sea as the young girl gazed upon it the sinking sun behind her back with the forest highlands beginning to fling the shadows of twilight across the severance plain and the white mist that overhung it she might well have imagined the waters of ocean once more o'erflowing their ancient bed she neither imagined this nor thought of it in fact saw not the fog nor gave so much as a second glance to that valley she had professed herself so desirous of viewing instead her eyes were fixedly bent upon the face of the acclivity opposite more particularly on a riband of road that went winding up through the woods from draybrook to the wilderness and still with the same look of earnest interrogation what could it mean vaga coming up after having finished her affair with the donkey observed the look and it called forth a fresh display of that persiflage she so delighted in hitherto sabrina had the best of it her turn now and she took advantage of it saying why sister sab you seem to have forgotten all about what you came here for you're not looking at the severn at all your glances are directed too low for it and as to the glorious sunset you spoke of that's going on behind you something on the road over yonder seems to be the attraction though i can see nothing but the road itself nor i said sabrina a little confused with just the slightest spot of red again showing on her cheeks enough though to catch the eye of her suspicious sister who archly observed rather strange your gazing so earnestly at it then well yes i suppose it is but not if you're expecting to see someone upon it sabrina started the red on her cheeks becoming more pronounced but she said nothing since now her secret was discovered or on the eve of discovery vaga's next words left her no longer in doubt who is he sister she asked with a sly look and a laugh who is who he you expect to see come riding down yonder road i take it he'll be on horseback vaga you're a very inquisitive creature have i not some right after being dragged all the way hither when i wanted to go home if you called me a hungry creature twould be nearer the truth jesting apart i am that quite famished so weak i must seek support from a tree and with a mock stagger she brought up against the trunk of a hawthorn that grew near sabrina could not resist laughing too though still keeping her eyes on the uphill road 
It seemed as though she could not take her eyes off it, but the other quickly recovering strength, and more naturally than she had affected feebleness, once more returned to the attack, saying, Sister mine, it's no use your trying to hoodwink me. You forget that by accident I saw a letter that lately came to Holymead, at least its superscription. Equally oblivious you appear to be that the handwriting of a certain gentleman is quite familiar to me, having seen many other letters from the same to father. So putting that and that together, I've not the slightest doubt that the one of last week, addressed to your sweet self, informed you that on a certain day, hour, afternoon, Sir Richard Walwyn would enter the forest of Dean by the Drybrook Road on his way to... Vaga, you're a very demon! which means I've read your secret aright, so you may as well make confession of it. I won't, and just to punish you for prying, curiosity ungratified will be to you very tortured, as I know. Oh, well, keep it close. It don't signify a bit. One has little care to be told what one knows without telling if sir richard should come to hollymead why then six and six make a dozen don't they sabrina turned a half reproachful look on her tormentor but without making reply you needn't answer the other went on my arithmetic's right and the problem's solved or will be by the gentleman spoken of making his appearance any time this day or why bless me yonder he is now i do believe the exclamatory phrase had reference to a horseman seen riding down the road so narrowly watched though the speaker was not the first to see him he had been already sighted by sabrina and it was the flash of excitement in her eyes that guided those of her sister. The horseman had not all the road to himself, another coming on behind, but at such short distance as to tell of companionship, that of master and servant. He ahead was undoubtedly a gentleman, as evinced by the bright color of his dress with its silken gloss under the sunlight and the glitter of arms and accoutrements while the more soberly attired rider in the rear was evidently a groom or body servant as the girls stood regarding the look in the eyes of the elder at first satisfied and joyous began gradually to change the distance was too great for the identification of either face or figure all that could be distinguished was that they were men on horseback with the general hue of their habiliments 
and the sparkle of arms and ornaments it was just these their brightness and splendor as affected the foremost of the two which had brought the change over sabrina's countenance sir richard walwyn was not wont to dress gaudily but rather the reverse still time had elapsed since she last saw him he had been abroad in the low countries and with gustavus of sweden battling for the good cause the foreign fashions may have changed his ideas about dress and its adornments but little cared she for that so long as his heart was unchanged and that it was so she knew by letter which had betrayed her own heart's secret to her sister almost simultaneously upon vaga's features appeared a change too almost expressing doubt it became certainty on the instant after still another replacing it as she again exclaimed contradicting herself bless me no that's reginald trevor End of chapter 5